0: Learn more at Marines.com. Fans. And Madison Street Maniacs.
1: Welcome for the first time in 2024 back to the Worst Hockey Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Breezy, with my co-host, Nick. Nick, say hi.
0: It's too early for this shit.
1: It very too much early, but let's get this thing moving. Let's get this thing rolling. we got a lot to talk about. We've got to say congratulations to the U.S. of A, the country we live in for... The winning of the World Juniors Championship.
0: Bro, straight fucking thumped Sweden 6-2. Oof. It's huge. Um, I, for one, am very excited about to talk, to talk about this a little bit just because the Blackhawks alone had four, four prospects playing for TMUSA. Frank Nazar, Oliver Moore, um, we had Renzel, and Hayes as well. Um. Sam Renzel and Gavin Hayes as well. Uh, Only one of those four had a goal in the entire tournament. Uh, Frank Nazar finished with eight points with all assists in seven games. Oliver Moore had three points, one goal, two assists in seven games. Sam Renzel had one assist in seven games, and uh, 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 Gavin Hayes had two assists in seven games. So very promising future for the Hawks. But more importantly, congratulations to Team USA for... Absolutely beaten the shit out of those fucking Swedes. I'm just kidding. We love you, Sweden. But also kick the shit out of the fucking Swedes in their own home, mind you. And one with such fucking swag that it's causing like inter con. No, I'm sorry. Just fucking. uh It's just causing rifts between USA Twitter and Sweden Twitter. And it's fucking hysterical.
1: I mean, so the storyline of it is, is that they are um, rivals, right? They're both two good like, hockey teams, USA and Sweden, and you know it's just kind of funny because uh, the, the villains of the story are, are, are USA, and usually, of course, from our point of view, right, being American, it's always they put the other country as they're the bad guy, right? They're, they're the they're the villains of the story. We're just trying to do our thing, which. I'm not even gonna get into it, but that is never usually the case with America. No, never. So I, I take full responsibility for that. My bad, y'all. But we were definitely the villains of the story. They were they were booing us in in their barn, rightly so. <laughs> right? They want that gold medal, but six um, two win, pretty dominant. And Gabe Perot, Rangers prospect, got a goal in that game, gold medal game. So it, it's it's just a feel good, right? A lot of they said it a few times, right? A lot of these motherfuckers are going to be in the NHL. You're going to see them all a lot. You're going to get oh, used yeah. to their names. So, i um, you know, just a little, just a little tidbit of uh, of information to start our day before we move over to the next topic, which is the Winter
0: Classic. I don't know. I had fun watching this game. Was I was very. Go ahead. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No. I. I <laughs> no. I, no yeah. Not you. <laughs> no, I did. I definitely did. Um. Here's my thing about the winter classic, and this is a very unpopular opinion. Everyone boring. Yeah. It's 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 cool. Boring. It's cool. It's cool. It's just boring. It's very hard. Besides the fact that I'm a hockey fan and like watching hockey, right? Every time I watch a winter classic, I'm just like, hmm. It'd be so much better if they invited the Rangers. And it's hard for me to get into it because I know of my winter classics with the Rangers. And it's just I don't know. It's a weird day because I always think like, man, I wish it was a Rangers winter classic. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if that makes any sense.
0: Have the have the Rangers won a winter classic? Uh, yeah, 2012. Okay, that's cool. The Blackhawks have never won a winter classic, and I think they've had four appearances. And I don't know if you happen to see after this winter classic, but it's looking like the Hawks are going to fucking host next year's too. Oh, oh.
1: Hey, you know what? No. You did, you did your best. Also, um, no, I, like I said, it's, it's again, I, I think of Winter Classic. When I think of Winter Classic, it makes me think of Henrik Lundqvist and playing against Philly oh, and, sure. you know, that, how close that one was and, and just Henrik Lundqvist having to save the game by uh, stopping that one penalty shot, you know, like that's legendary uh-huh. for Lundqvist but see
0: the only thing I can think of is when the Hawks played the Capitals in the winter classic. And I think it was like five, it was a tie game in the third, five seconds left. And Corey Crawford like lets the softest fucking goal in, which I think Tom Wilson scored (laughs) and just the softest fucking goal. And obviously uh, uh, Washington won that game, but we, we would have won it in overtime or a shootout. But the fact that I was like couldn't hold on for five more seconds, complete defensive breakdown, and lost the fucking game, like I was so pissed. I was like, I never want to see the Hawks in another fucking Winter Classic. Their jerseys are sick, and I pick one up every year. But I was, whew, I was fucking so mad, dude. <laughs>
1: what, what what year was that though? Because Caps had to have been like juggernaut of a team at that time, right? What, oh, what year shit. was
0: that? Uh,
1: Not to put you on the spot or anything.
0: No, nah, let me look it up real quick. Yeah. Cause I don't remember when it was, but it was, I mean, it was at the t- 2015 cause it was, uh, oh, it was Troy Bauer that scored Brower, Troy yeah. Brower. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. So I mean, yeah. Into, into dominant capitals beating some mass time. Absolutely. Uh,
0: you want to talk about dominant? The Hawks won the cup that year. Uh, the, uh they, the Hawks were fucking dominant in that year.
1: Very fair. You have to remember also, I don't follow the Hawks that closely. I'm waiting for you to give me the information about the Chicago Blackhawks history and lore at all <laughs> given moments in time
0: well, no, so, i have to I have to like I have to spread it out
1: yeah, you do what I do with my wife, bro, you
0: oh, actually, did
1: you know? um, and then you just hit it with some fucking stupid shit, whether it's hockey or or anything else in life
0: right, yeah, I just i have to like I have to spread it out just be like when you give like some like stupid. I don't know, tidbit of information I have to be like, well, actually, actually. And then I go into the lore of the Blackhawk. So you you leave that day with a little bit more of uh like smarter, I guess. For lack I of a better l- phrase. I leave
1: the day a little bit more smarter. Yeah. Couldn't put, put it any better myself.
0: <laughs> put that shit in quotes and my name next to it, yep. bitch. You leave the day a little bit more smarter.
1: Teep that up put it on my tombstone, man. <laughs> Leave if the day. When I
0: die, I'm gonna be fucking pissed.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm haunting all you bitches. But um, <laughs> now, very importantly, we get to finally talk about this. And I'm, you know what?
0: <sighs> Are we done talking about the Winter Classic? Oh, you got more to say? I'd kind of. Yeah. Okay, I, it's go for it's, it. It's more of like a question. Okay, first of all, I spent a lot of time this morning writing out my fucking notes, and I'm gonna be a little bit pissed if I can't, like, you know. Go through my notes a little bit more with you.
1: Oh, that's fair. That's okay. You did some work today. I I want to let you do your work.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So for those that didn't watch the Winter Classic, Seattle blanked Vegas three nothing, and that was the first ever. Um, I well believe it was the first ever shutout in in Winter Classic history.
1: Um, yeah, possibly. I, I can't think of one.
0: Well, I I want to say like that was a big storyline, and especially because it was the Seattle's third string goalie Joey Decord jacquard decord whatever joey joey first ever like shut out and he shuts out fucking vegas on on a, on a big stage like that's a big stage the problem is the viewership for the winter classic has been steadily declining for years i think like the highest rated one was the blackhawks and red wings in 2009 i think don't quote me on that i could be totally wrong because it could also just be philly and new york i have no idea um well,
1: i i think also too is is a lot of people are in the same camp as me um boring it's the it's for the ogs right yeah the winter classic is for the ogs for people like me it's just like it's another game that we put a lot of fucking rigmarole to to get it going again i don't follow seattle closely enough and and vegas is also a a really pretty new team, right? Only like six seasons, seven seasons old now. So it's like, again, it's what I always talk to you about. It's like, for me, hockey is about the history. So a winter classic is like, oh, it's fucking, you know. Yeah. These two teams that have had 30 years, 40 years, 50 years of history. And I'm like, that's why it's a winter classic. So for me, these two new franchises, these two new clubs, I'm like, uh, you know, I could go either way. I didn't even know that they had their third string goalie in. I had no fucking idea until you just told me.
0: Yeah, so I follow Seattle pretty close as well. Um just cuz that's that's my wife's favorite team. She's got a lot of ties to to the Pacific Northwest, so she likes Seattle a lot. So, you know, I follow Seattle a lot just and and I also love Washington, you know. So that's another reason why I follow him. But yeah, so it was Joey DeCord's first I want to say it's his first career shutout if I'm not mistaken. Um and that's the first ever shutout out in the, in the in the in the Winter Classic. Um no, but you're 100% right. Like yeah, it is for the, like the OGs or for the hardcores, but also you can't call the same the same argument that you and I had when when they released like reverse retros for Seattle and for Vegas. Like Seattle, okay, I'll give it to you because there's a lot of like there's a lot of hockey history in seattle you know you had the metropolitans which was technically the first ever championship in the nhl history Um, i mean their name is still on the stanley cup from 1917 but you know you have another team like vegas who who doesn't have any history or if if, they don't ever acknowledge the history of hockey in vegas they don't acknowledge the thunder they don't acknowledge the wranglers i mean what a couple of designs on a fucking quote-unquote reverse retro jersey that's you paying homage like Have a Wranglers night, dog. Like, treat this shit like the fucking ECHL, man. Have some, like, random shit every night. Like, what's stopping you from doing that? Like, how fun would that be for one night that the Vegas Golden Knights are the Las Vegas Wranglers for one night? Like...
1: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, for sure.
0: But, yeah, you're you're 100% right on that, where it's like, you know, you're watching two teams that don't really have any history together because Seattle's, like, four years old. Vegas is like seven years old. So it's like you really kind of got like nothing to show for it, I guess, as far as history. Um, You know, I guess with the Hawks playing in the Winter Classic this coming year, 2024, 2025 season. You know, I hope that they play someone like fucking New York. I hope they play the Rangers or I hope that they play, you know, Boston or Montreal or say give me an original six matchup in a Winter Classic All, all day every day that that the winter classic should be an original six matchup i don't care who plays
1: sure i I agree with that or even something if like it'd be like new york and new york right islanders rangers or Or something that's exactly something that's going to get people tuned in to be like oh this is going to be a you don't even have to be so much as an og right just a, a recent recent hockey fan the last few years just stuff like that right uh, Boston, Florida would be a a, a a awesome Winter Classic, right? Like just things like that. It's for me these these two teams, and I could I could do without Winter Classic. It's fine. Um, but it's now there, yeah, it, exactly. I it I shouldn't
0: agree. count. It should be like a like a tour thing, where it's like, like All Stars you
1: know, Game type of thing, right? It's just like a, what? a skills skills competition or All Stars Game or something, right? Yeah. It's just a spectacle to watch yeah, and enjoy.
0: Hundred like, percent. Like I feel like it shouldn't count for standings or or playoff predictions or anything like that like that game should not put you two game two two points up on the standings if you win like uh, that's that's just me like it should be an exhibition type type deal not and not an actual game that has like significant meaning to it um i don't know this might be an un- <clears throat> this might be an unpopular opinion on it but you know i i've still vi- i'm still rocking with the whole the winter classic should be t- teams that have like history now the problem is like, yeah, you could say Boston or Florida or Tampa in Florida. Fuck, dude, who else? Like, you know, the Kings Ducks, you know, but save that shit for stadium series. Like, I wish they would bring the yeah. Stadium series back, you know, like the Ducks King Stadium series. Those was fucking electric. Totally down for that. Keep that the winter classic should be original six matchups, because I feel like a lot of new hockey fans that are coming in today. um, uh, are really just kind of like rocking with new teams like Vegas or Seattle or, you know, the teams that's got the most shit on the fucking shelves, I guess you could say. So like the Kings or, Va- or uh, Boston or something like that. But they're, they're losing that kind of that love for the original six that like a lot of like OG hockey fans have like, you know, especially like someone like, like teams like us, right. Where like, if you were any other, if you were a fan of any other team, besides the, the Rangers, I, I would not let you give my son a Rangers hoodie, much less put him in it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and yeah. I did do
1: that, by the way. I did get your kid a fucking Rangers sweatshirt. I put,
0: and, him, uh, in it. He he put him in it. He was wearing it. He his was uncle. wearing a Hawks shirt underneath it, but he was wearing
1: it. Yeah, And he, you know what I'm saying, it's a gift from his uncle, so what can you do? You know, it's it's, it's the rule we have. Is no matter how annoying our gifts are, they have to be given, but be careful what you do, because retaliation will be met if you give something annoying or stupid but
0: yeah i'm um, glad you're learning this now
1: sidebar though you did send me a picture of your son in that sweatshirt and it did look like it was like pre-game
0: pre-game walking to the uh, locker room with his starbucks and airpods in
1: (laughs) it it, it was it was hilarious that's a side note but that was good
0: no, I I love that fucking picture so much. I still look at it every now and then and be like, dude, you're gonna play hockey when you get older, aren't you? Like, fuck, man, you're this is gonna be a reality, and I can't wait to show fucking NHL Network this picture. But let's, <laughs> um, but no, nah, dude, like I I feel like the the love for the original six is kind of is is fading, for lack of a better phrase. Like, not many people give a shit about the original six, and and to be fair. The original 6 hasn't really done anything to kind of get back into the graces of of fan bases, you know what I mean? Like there hasn't really been much that okay, Boston maybe with their 62 wins, but but that's it. You know what I mean? Like that's it. And I don't know, man. I just uh I I I'm going to I'm going to leave it on this and we can move on. Stadium series should be the fun matchups throughout the year, right? Or the new the new and brewing rivalries. Winter classic should be original six winter classic should be an exhibition and not count for any sort of standings. Same for the stadium series. I'm going to leave it like that. It's a, it's a, it's a a hot take, but it is what it is.
1: Um, not so hot. Um, at least for the people on this podcast, I think they agree with that. That's me and you, but (laughs) I, I will say we can transition to something that does matter. And I think was very interesting. The other thing that you were able to watch on New Year's Day, the Professional you Women's Hockey League. That you you should, should have
0: watched. That you should have watched if you're a fan of this fucking podcast.
1: The PWHL, also known as the Professional Women's Hockey League, had its first inaugural game, which saw Toronto and New York. And it was a, it was a game to remember, man. So th- putting it out there, again, I'm not an expert. This is just all my opinion, same as you. This is just our opinions but definitely was fucking right about saying that the women's was going to be fast, okay? Oh, yeah. Now, I can, I can say a couple things. I'm going to get these out of the way. The physicality was there. I don't think it was supposed to be. <laughs> I, think that, I, don't, I think that they were talking about like stuff like open ice checks and things like that weren't supposed to be there that would draw penalties. And like I guess hits against the board, finishing your checks would be okay, but open ice stuff wasn't supposed to be there. These women were dumping each other. They were dumping each other. It was amazing. The speed was there. The only gripe I have is that you know some of the tape to tape passing wasn't there. But you'd be hard pressed to find any NHL teams right now, right, that they can pass tape to tape consistently, yeah. except for the top of the teams in the league, right? You all the time. I'm watching. I mean, for Christ's sake,s I saw Chicago playing New Jersey, and I was like, put it tape to tape, pass the goddamn puck in stride, stop passing at the feet, right? Right. So besides that. New York wins the first ever professional women's hockey game. They score the first goal and they get the first shutout all in the first game against Toronto.
0: And first win, if we're gonna keep talking about win if first things. First oh, wow. win, first goal, first shutout, first game.
1: Crazy, man. It Electric. was it was absolutely insane. The only problem I have, and there's a lot of good things to talk about, right? There's a lot of things that we can talk about, a lot of things we can break down. Because we had two games since then. And we saw Toronto rematch again, again. What was it? Was it yesterday? Yes. Yes, we saw their rematch yesterday, which saw Toronto taking it. And again, I know I'm jumping a little bit far ahead. I'm just trying to set the stage here, okay? You're fine. New York wins game one. Toronto wins game two. You're which shows game. you, And I mean, New York wins dominant fashion game one. Toronto rallies back together. goes back to New York's home barn, which is the Bridgeport Islanders. Stadium which is the AHL affiliate for the New York Islanders kind of weird and that's in Connecticut <laughs> so that's even weirder but no it, it was it was a good first game it was a great second game to show that these women are not they're all pretty much on the same level they're going to have to work out you know how these lines are going to jive together and I think that's what it was I think Toronto's still going to be a very dominant team in this league I think that they just you know Kind of got off to the wrong foot, but I will say the goalie for New York that started Game One—I forget her name.
0: Fuck, dude! I I
1: will, I will get it. I will, I will get it. I know that it sounds a little bit unprofessional right now, me, because I don't know their name. But they're all new to me, so I'm learning. What I do remember is she's number thirty for New York, which just like Henrik Lundqvist, number thirty for New York, and her her
0: pre stats. Range roder, by the way. There you go. Her stats.
1: For, like, the Premier Hockey Federation. She went like 19 and one, is what the stat was. I was like, what the fuck? 19 and one? Like, <laughs> this is the best woman's hockey goalie in the world. I was like, how the fuck did you guys snag her? How come I've never heard about her before? And that kind of leads me to my point right here, right? There are amazing women doing amazing things that you never hear about because they did not have a stage. They didn't have a platform. They didn't have an avenue to show how good they were. And you got a goalie coming in that's your starter that that went 19 and one in the federation she played in before this league and you never heard about her. That's why this league is so great. That's what's so great about this.
0: Can I cut in real quick because this ties into this this ties what you just said ties into what I want to talk about. The New York and Toronto game had two point nine million viewers. Did you know that? Yeah, I knew that just now when you told me, okay. out a boy. way to go. Two point nine million viewers and and every what's really cool that I've been seeing is that Twitter is blowing up in in massive support of the pWHL. And of course, with everything, there's going to be some fucking troll that's like, women don't matter, women's sports don't matter, whatever. Bro, they are getting absolutely obliterated in every comment section, and it's fucking hysterical, and I I love to see it. Montreal and Ottawa, their first game, which I think was the the next day, set the attendance record for 8,318 people in a barn. and. That's fucking amazing. I wish I had the viewership on that game as well. I didn't get a chance to watch it just because I was at work, but fucking amazing. Dear Lord, that's awesome. Um, There's a, another game coming up. Hold on, let me pull up the schedule. But it's like, I think it's Boston, or no, I'm sorry. It's, it's today's it's Minnesota and Montreal. That barn... I keep calling it a barn. I hate I hate calling it a barn, but that stadium, it's XL Energy Stadium, which I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that's where the Wild play. Holds. Uh, I can't remember. I think it's around like 18 or 20 thousand people, and this is a sold out game. Crazy. So they're talking about having about 18 thousand people there to watch women's professional hockey. I I I. I I'm in love with this. I am in love with this entire idea. I am in love with professional women's sports, period. I, as a diehard hockey fan, this is the best thing that has come out of professional hockey. And it's exactly what you said. Like, yeah, they're they're so fast. Their game is so fast. Their passing is pristine. Of course, there's a couple errors here and there. But like, what team doesn't have errors? You know what I mean? What team? What game? What what level doesn't have errors? But but I don't want to focus on the bad. I'm gonna only focus on the good. Their passing is pristine. Their shots are calculated. Their goaltending, especially Corinne's goaltending, un fucking real. Listen, you don't win 19 games and lose one for for shits and giggles and getting lucky. You get you 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 win 19 games by being good. That's just the way it is. I have a bold prediction that the PWHL will be bigger than the WNBA in less than 5 years.
1: I have a even bolder prediction. I think it's going to take even less time, especially when they establish team names and a couple, I I can I'm already willing to bet you by next season that the teams that are in this league have names and they'll already add one or two more teams. I think we're going to probably get to like 8 teams really quickly. Again, the reason why it is PWHL New York and then PWHL Toronto and there's only PWHL original HL six Montreal. <laughs> yeah, it's because you know they said it themselves. These women have been waiting for this for a long time, and they're ready to play. And they said, you know what? They're ready to. Everyone's ready to play now. So why the fuck wait another year? Like, let's get this thing moving. Like, let's let's start women's professional hockey. And I I, I can't I can't believe. That anyone in the world that enjoys hockey at some level could watch one of these games and not go, yeah, this is okay. I mean, I, just, me and my dad were watching it. And he just kept saying over and over, "I really, really like this, dude. I really, yeah. really like this. This is really fun. This is real, dude." I've watched AHL games that have been fucking snooze fests. Every game I've seen right now from these women in the PWHL has just been
0: it's kept me enthralled.
1: It, literally, it's like I'm watching something for the first time that my mind can't comprehend. Right? It's like the first time you ever watch hockey. You're like, "What's going on?" You know, like, "What? What is this?" This is, I don't know, man. It, it's, it's great. It's, it's good all around, and it just keeps getting better. The only gripe I'm going to have, they're going to need to figure out this situation. I'm look. I'm grateful that they. You know how I feel. You, we've had this conversation a, a, a few times about streaming platforms. Oh boy, I would we- rather pay an extra ten, fifteen bucks a month to get it HD on a platform that's convenient and available to me. You're the type of dude that's like, nah, throw it on YouTube. I'll watch it. I don't give a fuck. I don't care, which I get it. Price of admission and barrier for entry. It's got to be accessible. And YouTube is the most accessible thing. I want to see it on a network. I want to be able to access it through the apps that I already use. Look, I guarantee
0: next year is probably going to be on like Hulu or some shit because uh, the professional women's hockey league that, that started, I think it was like last year, the year before, um, like their games were on Hulu. So I guarantee it's gonna go on fucking Hulu like next year. Like you'll you'll see a streaming announcement probably before the end of this year, but it'll go fucking. I guarantee it's gonna go on like Hulu or some shit next year. And and the the camera quality. I understood what you meant, but like because like I called you after the first period and I was like, okay, first periods in the book. What you think? And and the first gripe that you had was that the camera quality on YouTube was just meh. And it's just like, yeah, okay, I get you but what a way to like introduce people to like the first ever game of the pwhl on a free streaming platform like that and and that's that's how you get people engaged you first of all you have a you have a game that is just as absolutely electric as it is with two original six nhl teams but but make it faster and more explosive and and add women right so it's now it's you know, instead of the Rangers and and Leafs, it's Toronto and New York PWHL, which is great. I love it. I love the fact that that's the first game. Um, but you you add you, you add two very historic cities, and then you put it for free. I loved it. I thought that was such a great marketing move.
1: For sure. And again, these are small gripes. I just have to put them out there. Um, I do think that. I have seen a lot of the community, all the hockey community, all the Rangers fan pages, and and a lot of things like that supporting this this new league, and it, it's awesome. The only thing I'm going to say is I hope, and again with Batman and then the the money that they don't care about sharing, right? I don't know if it'll happen, but I would like to see the NHL step up and say something or step up and make it, sure. you know, make it a little bit more inclusive and help out. Right? I would like to see that happen. It doesn't take anything away from you. I mean, the way that they're planning to run this is going to be take a break during the playoffs, continue again, and if they do this right, we might have women's hockey during the summer when we don't have regular hockey. So it's, it'll take nothing away from you. I mean, in February, right, if people aren't watching the NHL right now because it's too 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 far into the season for people to care and they're waiting for the playoffs – it, it's not like the women's hockey, you're going to take any viewership away from you. True right. hockey fans are going to watch what they watch and they're going to make time for both. Yeah. So I'd like to see the NHL. I, and like I said, Bridgeport Islanders, the Islanders organization, some Rangers legends, um, all the Rangers pages I've seen have been rocking with New York and even like, you know, Carolina fans and just anybody who's on that side is like, all right, well, we're close enough. We're going to be New York fans. And to be fair, right. If to you're fair. a Carolina hurricanes fan, To rock with a team that says New York on it, (laughs) that's a big fucking deal for them. Really, it is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Especially with the Rangers and the Islanders and having the rivalries you have in in the Metro. That's a big fucking deal. So I think that if they can do that and support that, you can just be like, hey, you know, women's hockey is a thing that exists. Because all they would have to do is say it once or twice, right? Sure. That's all I'm saying.
0: The only thing that I'm hoping is that they don't pull some, like, high school shit or middle school shit and make the PWHL team that's in the same city as, like, an NHL team, like, the lady name. You know what I mean? Like, I hope they don't do that. Like, like if they have a team in Chicago, it's not the Lady Hawks or the Lady Blackhawks or the Lady Liberties or anything like that. I hope it's not like that because I really want that. I really want this this league to have its own identity and not have to rely on big brother and the NHL to, um, to, to help it float, to help it. You know what I mean? Does that make any sense?
1: I agree on all aspects except for New York. And here's why. Henrik Lundqvist, the New York Rangers, the Liberty head are all iconic with New York. Okay. You can't deny that. And I but get you can it.
0: Call them, like the liberties or whatever.
1: Yeah, but I'm saying uh, L- Lady Liberties just because it is Lady Liberty or the Liberties or something because hey, that rolls off the fucking tongue, bro. The Lady Liberties... New York
0: uh, Liberties? Like,
1: <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, I, kind of. It's a little rough, but I feel like the Lady Liberties kind of roll off the... I, I, look, I don't care either way. All I give a fuck about is that this team uses the Liberty head in some way because it's iconic for New no, York. That. It's not about Calling back to the Rangers, it's not about being little sister to the Rangers. It's about history in New York. How you cannot have any more history in New York besides that Liberty Head. It tells a story. I mean, the the second goalie for New York that played, not the lady who went nineteen to one, but the yeah. other goalie, she is an Islanders fan. Okay, oh. and she had Henrik Lundqvist style half face Liberty, half face Liberty. Close your pads together. It's the full Liberty Head.
0: Yeah, I so saw she that. that she
1: realized she realized how important that was for New York and how iconic that was, and how important Henrik Lundqvist was to New York and hockey. That she paid homage to that by having that on her pads. That's a huge deal for an Islanders fan to do that because it's not about what team you like in the NHL or the history of that. It's about creating and carving a new history with paying respect to what came before, which was the New York Rangers, the Liberty, Henrik Lundqvist, and everything moving forward after that. Again, the Liberty head is iconic in Rangers hockey, in the nhl because it's an original six team it's been there forever so to pay respect to that again i could i would like to see that as because i mean the rangers only use that as a retro right they only use it as a whatever okay it's like a callback to well this team is allowed to use that the rangers don't just own that right i mean in the national hockey league no other team's going to be able to use that right but if a new team in a new league comes out pays homage to that I, i don't see why they shouldn't use it in my personal opinion but that's where I don't care if it's Lady Liberties, I don't care if it's Liberties, I don't care if it's New York, whatever the fucks. But I think that the Liberty head is so iconic that if you want to rally generations of hockey fans together, what's the greatest symbol to put behind New York to get people rallied? It's going to be the Liberty head.
0: Sure. No, I, there's nothing. I'm not arguing that. I'm just like Okay, maybe stop it's Stop arguing
1: just... it, bro. You need to huh? stop arguing with Stop huh? arguing with me. Huh?
0: Stop. Just stop. Who? Who? Okay. Who cares. Um I, the only thing that I was saying was this like, you know, if I see like lady and then name, I don't know, maybe it's, it's probably honestly just me, but if I see like lady and name, I'm immediately thinking of like high school right like the the Arborview lady aggies or like the centennial yeah, it's, it's, lady it, bulldogs like
1: it's cheesy don't get me wrong because sure. it makes it feel like this is the main team this is subsidiary after, the after team. Exactly. yeah <laughs> i get it i understand but i think in new york's case it's the only variable because of the history because of how they're going to do it you know what i'm saying me personally i think that that would be the only outlier you can't have the lady fucking blackhawks it it could, I guess, but you don't no. even. You know what I'm saying? Like it just, it in that instance for New York, it's Lady Liberties because one, they are ladies, and two, because Lady Liberty would be your mascot, right? That's the sure. only reason why I would say it. Like any other way, like the Lady Leafs, but, it, that doesn't make no sense. But I, like, that don't make no sense.
0: But li- <laughs> I don't make no sense. <laughs> But like, you know, for okay, so for instance, like for for the Blackhawks, right, like there's so many there were so many teams to to grace in Chicago. I mean, from everything from football to baseball to to hockey, you know, there were Well, I mean, not hockey, but like football and baseball. There were so many other teams that were involved in Chicago that you could take their names like, you know, at one point the Bears were the Cardinals, you know what I mean? So, like, you could be, like, the Chicago Cardinal. No, that wouldn't work because of baseball. But whatever. I mean, look, it's neither here nor there. But, you know, I'm just excited to see the names. I'm I'm hoping that it's not, like, the lady to- and then tie it to Big Brother the NHL. Like, I just hope it's not like that. But at the same time, I just want to see this flourish. I want to see this expand. and And I want to be able to be on, like, the ground floor of it and to be able to witness it. Because, obviously, we weren't alive in 1926 to be able to watch you know, our respective teams come into the league for the first time ever and, and be dominant. You know what I mean? So it's like, you know, we're able to see that now. And it's really fucking cool to be on this part of the history.
1: And, and I I had this conversation. I said the same thing to my dad. It was like, you know, I've seen both games so far and 20 years from now, I'm going to be able to say, Hey, I was here when this league was incepted, like an yeah, old man. That's you exactly know? right. I, that I is... was here when this league was in- yep. incepted, and I've seen every New York game live. You know, from from twenty years ago. It's like, yeah, I get it, Dad. You were watching. I get it. You're an OG. I get it. <laughs> blah blah blah. Funny side fact about OGs. I use OG because that's just the term I use. But the reason why I use the word OG is because that's what me and my dad would call it. And when you walk into like. Obviously, Vegas is barn, because that's the only barn I've been to. The only other stadium I've been to a hockey game was here. Before that, I've never seen a live hockey game besides the Wranglers and shit. But a professional NHL game, that's the only time I've been there. Right. And my whole thing is, you walk in there, especially when it's a Rangers game, Rangers are going to show up. In Vegas, Rangers are going to show up. There's going to be blue everywhere. You hear, let's go Rangers, chance, yep. you know, in an, in in an enemy yeah, you 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 just hear it, and you know, like Rangers fans will show up. They don't care. Um, my whole thing is, is, me and my dad is like, if you get the respect of an OG, and I'm talking about that's an old timer, right? If you see yeah. an old motherfucker walking around with like a grave sweater or a Callahan or something, like an OG, and he gives you the props, I'm talking about finger guns, right? Hits you with the finger guns or whatever. That's like your certification, because we were at the Rangers game, uh. Rangers, when we won, what was it, 5-1? Or the time before that? I don't know. 7-1. The last time, yeah, when we played when we played uh, Vegas here, we're walking through, and I'm talking about an OG. Gray everything in a grave sweatshirt. My dad's walking by. Oh, the OG was posted up like he was outside. I don't know, bro. Like, <laughs> outside the Quickie Mart. Just hanging out, like posted up. My dad walks by, he gives my dad finger guns, and I'm like, dude, that was respect from an OG, bro.
0: You're a made man now. Yeah, like, no you're one can certified.
1: You. you are certified in the OG Rangers community, bro. My dad's walking through with a Zuccarello sweatshirt. OG Graves guy sees him, finger guns him, and I'm like, dude, you're fucking certified, bro. Like, I didn't know I was walking with royalty.
0: I didn't know that that was okay. See, here's the one thing I love about our our friendship, Breeze, is that I learn new things about you every fucking day. It, you know, and I've said this before, but you and I have been friends for coming up on a decade now. What's even funnier is that I didn't know that you thought the exact same way I did. So, last time. Not this past time I I went and saw the Knights and Hawks play, but the time before that, I was wearing my Bobby Hull jersey. And and if there's one thing about me, is that I am more likely to get an old retired player than I am to get a current player. You know, with the exception of course Kane and Taze, and uh, um and it and a player that's like nearing retirement. Like for instance, off topic, my Winter Classic jersey I have is a fucking Brad Richardson jersey. <laughs> Just because I wanted to have like an obscure player for people sure. to look at me and go, what the fuck? Like you have a Brad Richardson jersey? But I was wearing my Bobby Hall jersey. And it's not like it was a like a newer style looking jersey just on the back no, It was like an old school from the the decade of time that he was playing. It was an old school CCM jersey. And I was wearing it, and there was another dude there that was wearing a Makita jersey like posted up out front of some Italian restaurant as a fucking you know an enforcer or whatever for the fucking Italian mob in Chicago or whatever, and he's just kind of standing there looking at me, had a hoodie underneath his jersey had uh a fucking um uh, a new era snapback on, and was just kind of standing there he had a and I remember this as clear as day dude it was a um I think it was a Makita jersey, if I'm not mistaken. I could be totally wrong on that, but I know that it was it was an older player's jersey, and I think it was Makita. And it was a gray hoodie and a black hat with a red brim. I remember this shit clear as day, dude. (laughs) And my mom was wearing her Duncan Keith jersey. And I was wearing my my Bobby Hall jersey. And so we were walking by, and I think this was it was in between the second and third period. My mom and I went to go smoke. We were coming back. He was sitting there, posted up, had his hands in his Sweatshirt, his jersey flipped up, hands in his sweatshirt, and he was just kind of sitting there. And he was doing like the slow head turn, looking at everyone, and kind of nodding his head. And my mom and I come walking by, and he was like, "He goes, you guys enjoying the game?" We're like, "Fuck yeah!" I think the Hawks were up or some shit, or they were down one. We're like, "Fuck yeah, man! What's not what's not to like about the Hawks in Vegas?" Then he goes, "That's a good answer," and shook my hand. And then I turned to look look back, and he disappeared. And it, I was like, what just happened?
1: It's like, it's like, you know, the whole, the, the, the stupid like saying. Yeah, it's the stupid saying where it's like, God doesn't give his, it, he gives his toughest battles to his strongest soldiers. Well, the hockey gods place these OGs. They don't exist, bro. That guy didn't no, exist. This. He only was created in reality, came down to verify that you guys were OGs and then to disappear because that's hockey magic. That's what the hockey gods wanted. They put him there. Look, I didn't get nodded by the OG. I don't know what I got to do to earn my stripes as an OG, but my dad's an OG. So when the OG saw my dad, he's like, hey, he, he passed the buck, right? So now my dad's going to be able to pass that buck again down the road to some dude walking in a Panarin jersey, right? He's like, hey, yo, what's up, dude? And like he's certified to pass that on now. And that dude's going to be an OG, and eventually, right, he's going to be wearing a Kreider jersey after his inevitable retirement and his number gets raised to the rafters. He's That kid is going to be... 30-something years old, and he's going to be passing it on to the guy who's got the, you know, Brennan authorman jersey or a Gabe Perot jersey, Adam Sakura, whatever that new kid is, right?
0: It's the so, gift that keeps on giving.
1: <laughs> literally, and that's when my dad transcends into, to the og dumb. and again, he just won't exist anymore. He's just there to pass it on. It's just how it works. Oh, my
0: God. Yeah, it was crazy because, like, that happened. I looked at my mom. I was like, that dude's gone. She goes, what do you mean? And I'm like, that guy is gone. Like, and she like looked back and she goes, oh, fuck. There was a guy standing there, wasn't he? And I'm like, he's gone. He is no longer standing there. And we're maybe five feet away from him. Five feet away from where we interacted. And like, it's exactly, I, I never told anyone that story before. Just because like, you know, if anyone goes to, and my wife hates going places with me because she says that I can make friends with literally anybody. And uh, so like, I never told anyone because I didn't think that anyone cared. It was like, oh, you just talked to a random Hawks fan, whatever, blah, blah, blah. You bringing up that story of your dad basically becoming a made man by uh, Rangers OG, like that just triggered that memory for me. And I'm like, okay, maybe this had some significance because I remember that shit as clear as fucking day. It's insane.
1: Well, maybe your mom never even saw that dude because she's already an OG. It was your time to see him. And now you became an OG in the Hawks fandom. I mean, to walk into Ve- to Vegas wearing a Chicago Blackhawk sweater, again, that takes balls. Because you know let's, they're going to chirp uh, you. You know they're going to fucking chirp you.
0: Let's take it one further. I, had, I was wearing shorts. I had Blackhawk socks, my red Vans, a hat, a hoodie, and a jersey on. And my red, my red uh, tunnels in my ears.
1: Hey, man. You're a made dude. I'm a big man.
0: No one can touch me. <laughs> um,
1: let's, uh, let's just close it off by saying, because this is very off topic, um, I don't want to get too much more into PWHL. What I want to do is give you guys some homework and check it out. Everybody can go on YouTube and watch these games for free. Yep. Just check it out. That's all we're asking to do, because it's, if you enjoy hockey, you are going to enjoy it. We're not trying to force this down your throat. It may seem that way. We're just very excited. We want to share it with you. And we think if you get in now when it's early, not you're going to have some syndrome like I was there day one, but you can enjoy it. You can enjoy it with us. and We can all enjoy it together. And maybe you can get somebody into hockey that's not a hockey fan. This is such a low barrier entry. Even if you don't like hockey and you, you kind of like the sport, you want to get into it. Perfect. Six teams. Pick a team. I don't care who it is. Every team's the same in my opinion, right? It's just women trying to earn their stripes. Get in there, and to be fair,
0: to speaking out of yeah. turn,
1: there they have already earned their stripes. This is their chance to show what they do. So get in now, get in now where everything's free. Start enjoy it. The iron's hot, literally. So just get in and now enjoy it, and and just and just check it out. Right, that's all we're saying.
0: Uh, yeah. All right. So moving on, uh, should we break down the All Star Game? Because all I think, Ooh, why did I say it like that? I think. Um the lineups are set now. Yeah. Barring injuries or bailing out or whatever.
1: Well, we got the first 32, right? So you got, you got to vote for the next 12. I think it is, but the first 32 have been set and it honestly, it's not very surprising. It's who you think it would be.
0: Right. Um, there's one that I wanted to talk about real quick. I mean, we'll go through all 32 and break it down if, if you want, but there's one that I really wanted to break out. Or to talk about, and it's Oliver Bjorkstrand from Seattle. It's his first ever All Star Game appearance. I don't know if you happened to see the reaction video that got posted for him. Did you see that, Breezy? Talking to you. No, I didn't. I'm so sorry. Jesus. I tried to reply, but I was Fucking muted. Fucking pay attention. I was, I was, I was replying muted. Fucking pay attention, scrub. Jesus Christ. Okay, so Oliver Bjorkstrand, um, forward for Seattle uh i love when when coaches and and front office will do like the hidden camera kind of reveal thing and so they did like a, a hidden camera and th- they were talking uh he- the head coach was talking to to oliver and be like oh do you and, and your wife have any plans for the all-star break and oliver was like yeah you know we're gonna go to seattle we already got an airbnb um reservation and all that and <laughs> the coach is like well he goes you, you might have to cancel that and and pick up a flight to Toronto and you just watched Oliver's face like change to like oh hey i'm talking to like am am i being traded to fucking Toronto right now and he was then the coach like told him like okay hey you know you're you're going to uh um you're going to Toronto to represent Seattle as an all-star you know congratulations blah blah, blah. And just like the total dejected disassociation look on Oliver Bjorkstrand's face and his response was so fucking funny because it looked like like the whole the way that it was like videoed made it look um like a police confession tape. <laughs> like there's like in an interrogation room, and it was so fucking funny. So everyone on fucking social media is roasting Bjorkstrand for it. And he comes out and he was like, look, he goes, you can ask my wife. I'm not like, you know, I don't really have many expressions. And it's like, duh, you play hockey. Like what hockey player actually has like life to them when they're explaining something or taking news or whatever. But he he was just like, you know, you can ask my wife. I don't really have many, you know, like much emotion when it comes to stuff like that. He goes, I'm very excited to represent Seattle and Toronto. Posted a picture on his Instagram of him, of the cancellation. confirmation of his airbnb in san diego (laughs) that's
1: hilarious dude i i I gotta check that out that sounds that sounds i mean imagine that's when you find out right right Write that in there
0: (laughs) (laughs) but it's like the look on his face was just like oh fuck i'm getting traded like at first that's what he looked like because like the way the coach was like yeah you should probably cancel that and you know probably pick up a flight to toronto around that time and like the way that the the coach just sounded so dejected about it so of course oliver Bjorkstrand's like getting fucking traded to toronto but i'm finding out in in january that i gotta be there in february what the fuck
1: <laughs> that's hilarious and and for the the all-star i mean we, that that'll probably be a whole episode in itself especially when they get out the other 12 but sure. i think that we definitely need to um at least talk about our representation
0: absolutely so i would love for, to
1: for i mean it's no surprise to anyone right that Connor bedard is going to be representing chicago
0: But there's also zero surprise that Igor is representing the Rangers.
1: That's true. Again, um, who else the fuck can you pick? Even from the Rangers, with all the guys you have, if you're going to pick one guy to represent the team, it's more than likely going to be Igor Shostakovich.
0: Ooh, I like this game. I have another idea. Keandre Miller. I feel like Keandre Miller could make a case to be the first representative of the Rangers.
1: I, I believe so too as well because that's a really good point because, I mean, he's, he's going to be the future of this team as well. He's a young guy. And if you, the, the okay, all-star game, it's going to be all-stars, right? But it should also be a chance to highlight some guys in your team that are all-stars that don't get it, right? Igor is getting his – he's getting his stripes every day. People, it's, no, it's not like people don't know how great Igor is. Connor Bedard literally is the only good thing about Chicago right now consistently. Hey.
0: Consistently. Hey. Consistently. Hey. You're right, but shut up.
1: So, like I said, it, it it's it's no surprise that either one of those guys would go. So, you maybe pick somebody who's an all-star in their own right that deserves to represent the team. I mean, it, again, we're not going to go through everyone, but Sidney Crosby representing Pittsburgh and Sebastian Ajo representing Carolina is, is not a surprise, right? It, it's what you would expect. But maybe no. there's some other guys that can go that could represent just as well that aren't as big names. And I guess it's the All Star game, and we just have unpopular opinions about everything. But if you could pick somebody else, I think Keandre is a
0: good one. I I really thought that Keandre might get the nod. Of course, I mean, it's it's hard to be like, oh yeah, you know, anyone besides Igor is gonna for sure be on the roster. It's like no, you kind of like you look at it like, all right, who else? You know what I mean? So of course it's gonna be Igor. But I feel like Keandre, at least this year so far in 35 games played, I I really feel like he has made a case that he should be an all-star. Like, to me, in my mind, every time I watch him step on the ice, he is an all-star. He plays like a seasoned vet. You know, he was drafted, and you know, he's, I mean, he's only been in the league since what, 2018, 2019-ish around there. He was a first-round pick. You know, so far in in 35 games, he's got 16 points. Like, that's kind of, that's really fucking good for a defenseman. Um. You know, he really to me he made a he made a case to be a um to to be an all star. Um, I I I don't really know if it's over if it's over Igor or not, but I feel like that could have been a coin flip.
1: Yeah, I mean it's a no brainer picking Igor, but again, it's not a bad idea to pick somebody else to represent that you know is an all star, but doesn't get the representation.
0: I'd like everyone on this roster, with the exception of, of one for sure, or two. So, like, I would have probably expected Matty Beniers to be over Oliver Bjorkstrand for Seattle. But one thing that really caught my eye was that Frank Vitrano for Anaheim instead of Trevor Ziegris. That threw me for a loop. <laughs>
1: we interrupt this regularly scheduled programming to bring some not-so-good news. Now, um, not that this matters right this second, but we are going to talk about the All-Star Games and finish off the conversation we were having before on a different day. I think that'll be a full episode. But, um, Nick, I think you have some horrible news to (laughs) talk about.
0: Yeah, um, we can touch on on the Hawks and... Uh, Hawks and Rangers a little bit, but I'm gonna be honest with you, that game was not competitive by any means. Um it started off competitive and I thought that I thought I definitely thought the Hawks might put up a fight because they're they're really good against contending teams, if that makes any sense. Like, you know, we beat Colorado, um, and we held our own with um like Pittsburgh and Boston and um and all that. So I thought going into going into the game against the Rangers, I was like Okay, we might not win, but, you know, just at the very least come out with a point, right? Um, That did not happen. (laughs) Um, So, you know, long story short, in all honesty, I mean, we can break it down if you want, but we can save it for another time. I really really don't care. It's up to you. But I'm going to be honest with you. I got nothing of substance to add other than this is an injury-riddled team. And I, I get it. Hockey's a contact sport. I understand that every team is riddled its 82 game long season. I understand. But this is this is awful. Like I I just spent some time going through the injury list before um you know before we started and and dude it's fucking bad. So like I'll start I'll start it off real quick. We had Joey Anderson who was out with shoulder injury, Anthony Bavillier, who fractured I'm sorry, broke his wrist. Um, Andreas Anthony and Taylor Radish both out with groin injuries. Tyler, Johns, Tyler Johnson's out with a foot injury. Seth Jones has been out for like four, three weeks now with a shoulder injury. Taylor Hall is done for the season with ACL-MCL surgery. Um, Nick Foligno's – okay, well, hold on. Let me, let me back that one up real quick. So w- we played it back-to-back, right? So we had New York on – was it Friday? I think it was Friday.
1: Um, Thursday. Thursday.
0: Yeah, we had a back to back against Thursday. Oh, Jesus Christ! We had a back to back. Don't you fucking dare! It's
1: okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I won't say <laughs> nothing. I won't say nothing. I
0: uh, had New York on Thursday, and immediately after we had New Jersey on on Friday. Um, one thing I will say is that the Hawks looked better against New Jersey on a back to back uh kind of like just a back-to-back game. They look better against New Jersey than they did against New York. Uh, For sure. That was insane. It was great to watch. Um uh, uh, There's one thing I will say about this this kind of setup is now it's looking like, because there used to be a, a massive rivalry between the Hawks and, and Canucks, not so much anymore. But I think that that is now starting to brew with the Devils <laughs> because after la- after after that game, First of all, it was, I I thought people were going to start getting ejected, ejected in the third period. For Uh, sure. Connor Bedard takes a, takes a gnarly hit, um, ends up fracturing his fucking jaw. So that's really cool. So now he's out for four to, for at least four to six weeks. Um, I just want to say this as, as a, as a Hawks fan and, uh, and all that. I watched that hit. I watched it one in real time and I watched it, you know, with, all of the armchair referees on Twitter—that's not a dirty hit. That is a victim of circumstances. What that is, um, you know, it's it's a high-velocity contact sport, right? You know, and so Conor Bedard was just skating in open ice, and <laughs> he, the the biggest problem was he didn't have his one—he didn't have his head up and. thing to brace against ended up fracturing his jaw on a on a a unfortunate hit um it was not a dirty hit yeah it's not like um brendan smith left his feet to make contact with his head um you know as much as we are very much fuck the devils on this podcast there's one thing i'm gonna i will be for sure and for certain with everything is I'm going to call it out when I need to call it out. And I'm keep my mouth shut when I need to cu- keep my mouth shut. And I'm going to keep my mouth shut on that hit because it was not a dirty hit. It was a clean hit. It was a victim of circumstance. Immediately after Nick Felino came to his aid, which is exactly why you brought Nick Felino in um, into this lineup. Um, I can't I can't remember who he fought. I don't know if he, if he fought Brendan Smith or not, but ended up fracturing his fucking finger. So now that's Nick Felino out. So we have two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine players out. And I want to say they're all on injured reserve. I saw this breakdown yesterday, dude. We have 35 million on injured reserve and 32 million playing.
1: Yeah, I saw that too.
0: Dude, what the fuck? Like, I don't, I just don't understand how. Bro, I just don't get it. Like, at what point do you just say, like, you know what, we're just gonna like forfeit the rest of the game since <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> don't have any product? Like since literally since then, the the Hawks have picked up four new players. So we picked up uh Jacob Megna, uh Brett Sini, Rem Pitlick, and Zach Sanford. Um Rem Picklick we just picked up yesterday or the day before. Um uh, traded him for uh traded for him uh from Pittsburgh to a for a sixth round conditional pick and i think in 2025 um and uh, the other three Jacob Megna, Brett Cini, and Zach Sanford we all picked up on waivers um but um, fuck
1: yeah well a few things to add one this is the least important so i'll start with that wonder if that pitlick has any relation to Tyler Pitlick on the Rangers i don't know i think he
0: does I think he does. If I'm not mistaken, I think that's like his brother, right?
1: Yeah, maybe. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, the the Rangers Hawks game. I I was gonna say a lot of things. I had a lot of things to say about them. It doesn't really seem like any of them are necessary anymore. Um, there was a the only the only one little tiny thing I'm gonna cover from that game is there was a there was a little cross check after the whistle uh, to Wheeler from. Felino, and then they ended up fighting. Um, it's not to say anything about. I mean, it's hockey; it happens, right? But um, I was going to bring up the fact that I was. Uh, cause he he played for Tampa Bay, if I'm not mistaken, right? Who? Um, Felino.
0: Um, I don't know, man. Uh, I'm, I'm, pretty sure. I'm, pretty I, I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure. He, no, he didn't. Um, Ottawa, Columbus, Toronto, and Boston.
1: Um, I just remember. I just remember him getting into a fight on another team um, about protecting a teammate. I don't remember what team it was on. Like I said, I don't, I don't follow the guy too closely. Uh, it's a, my point is it's a big loss. It's a big loss for that guy. Um, if it, Again, someone that you believe as someone who is a Hawks fan, believe that he should be your next captain. And then he's out like that is, you know, it's, it's really it's shitty. Blow. Yeah. And you know, to have the dude and, i'm not trying to be mean right here right this because oh, this boy. is this is the mental this is the mentality that you usually have going into a game right you're like uh, you know it's for me and for what i've been saying this he's like i oh, man, i hope we win this game dominantly right do what we do and and oops excuse okay.
0: me my bad yeah. <laughs>
1: excuse me and we'll then um, waking
0: up at this time not yeah awake for an hour sorry. true that
1: true that <laughs> but um to To win the game dominantly is what I usually say, right? I want to win okay. this game, and that's that's what I say going into a game. You usually have been saying like, you know, just get a point. I, yeah, I hope we get a point. I hope Bedard scores. I hope you know yeah. just these tiny things that make it better. And to have that that guy, you know, the ace in the hole, the future, mm-hmm. Connor Bedard, be out is it, it puts a lot of uncertainty up into the air, right? It it it, it kind of puts you in a place where it's like, well, what do we do now? What's what's the whole point of all this? Like, <laughs> what, what's what's the what's the path that we that we travel for the rest of the season?
0: So my thing is, is the the path of the season doesn't change, right? Because, like I said, like you don't. This whole this year was not meant to be winning games. This year was to, in in essence, tank for Celebrini, and that's you know that's that's I I believe that is still the plan and what needs to be the plan for the rest of the year. Um you know, you have your four pros, you have six prospects that were just playing in the world juniors that are going to be in your organization I think either next year or the year after, but I th- I know they're going to start trickling in next year. Um and I think uh one of them is is Frank Nazar who had fucking 8 points in in 7 games. So you know the future does look bright. As far as like this year, though, the the plan still remains. Like, I, I we're not winning games. We don't need to win games right now. You know, the lower that you are, the better your chances for the number one pick in the lottery. So, I still think that the plan is to just keep just keep going, just keep going the way you're going. If you want to get a point, just at least if if you know if you have this game circled on your calendar, right? Like, so fucking we say we got the stars coming up on the on the 13th on Saturday you just got pumped by them one of them I won. <laughs> one of them was an 8-1 fucking loss and then you lost in uh, you lost in fucking overtime it looked like shit in the process and then you got a day off and then you got pumped 8-1 like i don't know i'd have that game circled on my calendar to at least get another fucking point out of it um, but that's if you had Connor Bedard, and Nick Felino in your lineup, And you know, what sucks is like, I'm seeing a lot of people on Twitter who are like, Oh my God, you know, I'm going to, Chicago. I was going to Chicago next week to watch them play against Calgary and, or watch them play against Edmonton or whatever. Right. And it's just like, I'm going to Chicago to watch the Hawks play. Cause I want to see Connor Bedard. And now he's not, he's not going to be there. Like, I wonder how empty the United center is going to be now. Cause like, who are you going to be there to yeah. see? Ryan Donato. And, like, don't get me wrong, I love Dono, like, don't get me wrong, like, he's a great player and he's really come into his own and just kind of embraced, like, the, the new traditions and shit of the, of the Blackhawks, but it's like, is that really going to be a showstopper? Like, at least, like, last year after they traded Kane, you had and- Andreas Anthony you, who hasn't fucking played since, like, October, November. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> what the fuck, who, the, who are you there to see? Rem Pitlick? Like I sent Poss- you the possibly
1: fucking... Possibly now, I guess, right? what like, fuck else?
0: I sent you the the lineup, right? Let me just blast through this real quick if I could. The new lineup, as of right now... Now, nothing is, is set, right? So these are, obviously, these lines are subject to change. Uh, especially given who are fucking coaches and who likes to put people in blenders. uh Your first line is Ryan Donato, Lucas Reichel, Philip Kershev. Your second line, Cole Gutman, Jason Dickinson, and Colin Blackwell. Third line is Boris Kachuk, Mackenzie Entwistle, Reese Johnson. Fourth line, Rem Pitluck, Brett Sini, Zach Sanford. First D pairing, Jared Tenori. Jared Tenorti, Connor Murphy. Second D pairing, Alex Vlasic, Jacob Megna. Third D pairing, Kevin Korchinski, Nikita Zaitsev, and your goalies are Arvid Soderblom and Peter Morazic. Doesn't that get you fucking excited to go on a oh. tour and get into the fucking playoffs? Who? Who? Yeah. <laughs> like at well, most, you could say like you know I'll give I'll give fucking what's his name uh, Jason Dickinson credit right on the fucking plane after the game against New Jersey. He's like I was trying to put my GM hat on and see if we can run with eleven forwards, a seven def- seven eleven and seven, and see if uh, you know some of our our fucking defensemen can play forward. And I'm just like give Kevin Korchinski a fucking skate and put him on a wing, like. I want to see – because he kid's got wheels. I want to see him on a fucking wing or some shit. Put him on Reichel's wing or some shit.
1: Um, it would be – again, I'm not a, a coach or a back office guy. Um, I do not participate in cap gymnastics every year. <laughs> but if you put all these – like you're putting guys on long-time injury reserves, right? I, I, again, I think you're able to exceed cap space – you are. And this is okay. You're able to exceed cap yeah. space. I'm not sure what the parameters and rules are. I'm not sure how high above the cap space you're able to go. There has to be some type of rule that can be abused. Right now, the only problem is, is if you have all these guys in LTIR, and they all start to come back again. It's not like you can start. The problem is, is yes, you're able to in in an instance, right? If Mika Zibanejad goes down, okay you're able to call up some younger guys to fill the spot, maybe get trade for somebody else and not take a penalty for it. But then at, at the end of the day you have to the cap space has to even out, right? So I think you take a hit at the deadline or something of the sorts. What are you supposed to do with thirty million dollars worth of talent out the window? There there's no LTIR rules, there's no bending of the rules. There's not there's not much you can do besides what you just did. Pick up a couple guys on waivers. Yeah. Maybe pull up more. I don't know how many more fucking guys. How many guys are left in fucking Rockford? Like, how many more guys can you pull up, you know?
0: Right. I don't know, you know, if I was fucking, if there was no penalty for it, and I was Kyle Davidson, I'm going through the fucking free agency list and be like, you want a contract? You want a contract? You want a contract? You want a contract? Like, I'm going through everybody.
1: You get an entry-level deal. You get an entry-level deal. You get an entry-level deal.
0: But my thing is, though, is it's like, when eventually, when these players start trickling back in, like, what do you do with those contracts? Just cut them? Put them back on waivers? Like, what do you do? Like... You know, like, one know. one contract I wish they'd offer is fucking uh, Phil Kessel. I just want to see Kessel in a Blackhawk hoodie or Blackhawk sweater. Like, that's all I want to see. Like, I wish they would offer fucking Phil Kessel a fucking contract. Dude's just been sitting there. You yeah. know he can play. <laughs> you know he's healthy enough to play. Give him a fucking contract.
1: I just... It's, it's really hard. This is re- really, really hard. And the only thing I really want to touch on um is you know the, the 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 hit again i agree with you i don't think it was a dirty hit no, it um, wasn't. i like, get the i get the fighting afterwards it's what you it's i don't agree with it right i I don't always necessarily agree with it but if somebody gets hurt uh, th- listen, new jersey were a bunch of cons that night i'm sorry to use that word on this podcast but they were they were oh, a bunch wow. of fucking assholes Jesus. and they you no, i, I look guys, right i I hate, I hate New Jersey for more reasons than anyone can, ever, can even list. Nine times out of ten, those reasons are because of the way that they act. Sure. They had intention to hurt not, – not in that hit. Take the hit out the window. Run it back. They were getting frustrated that they were getting actually kept up with by Chicago. They were upset about that, thinking that they're a playoff contending Stanley Cup contending team when last year was a fucking fluke. And they have this attitude in New Jersey on their Instagram, on their Twitter or X or whatever you're calling it nowadays. They have this attitude in New Jersey that think they think they're better than other teams just because they are when that is not the fucking case. They were the intent last night was to cause a ruckus, get people out of and for 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 the most part i guess it kind of worked right it got felino to fight and got all this stuff to happen and they won not because of the better skill they started getting frazzled and they tried to you know they, they used every opportunity they could to start a fight to take a hit you know they were trying to make something happen because they were getting frustrated that they were getting beat
0: well here's so, my question real quick i don't mean to cut you off but i want to mm-hmm. i want to throw this at you real quick here's my question you know you want to stack Chicago and New Jersey together, right? Obviously, New Jersey is far more skilled, far more talented, far more scoring depth than Chicago is right now. That's fine. Then no one's arguing that, no one is debating that. It's perfectly fine. My thing is though, is like, why you know that you're kind of you're playing little brother right now, right? You basically you just handed your little brother an empty controller because he wants to feel like he's playing with you playing fucking NHL right now. Like, why are you gunning after the 18 year old? Why, why, like, that hit could have been avoided. He may have gotten a shot off, but put your stick down. Like, block the shot, get in front of it, whatever. Like, why are you trying to blow him up in the offensive zone? It wasn't even in neutral zone. Like, why are you trying to do that to just incite something from Nick Felino? Okay. You don't, it doesn't take much. You don't have to blow up the 18-year-old who's on a fucking historic Calder pace right now. You know yeah, same the- same thing happened to fucking Connor McDavid his first his his rookie season broke his fucking clavicle, robbed him of a fucking like an actual historic Calder year.
1: Yeah. Again, it's it's and not even just that it's the rest of the it's the rest of the game. They were trying to bait um Chicago for the rest of this game by the way that they were playing again i,
0: I like I, whatever I just, get under their skin it's part of the uh-huh. game but why are you blowing up an 18 year old like that i get it yo hey, welcome to the nhl keep your head up blah, blah, blah. like whatever yeah keep your fucking head up sure you know but you know he's still wet behind the fucking ears when it comes to anything nhl related like you know his his hockey iq is forever growing all this kid knows is fucking hockey you know, this these four to six weeks, the dude's going to be so fucking bored drinking through a straw, eating through a straw. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I guess why, it makes you got, it why do you have to blow up the 18 year old? I guess I it makes know.
1: it worse that it was New Jersey and the fact that New Jersey was not winning dominantly before all this stuff happened. And it makes you wonder how things would have went if you didn't lose the two best guys and the two most important guys on your team. You
0: know? For real. And, you know, I, I run a, this might be a Homer take and I don't. I don't really care if it is or not. You can come after me. I don't give a shit. If this was a fully healthy lineup, right? You got Connor Bedard, Nick Felino, Taylor Hall, Seth Jones, Tyler Johnson, Taylor Radish, Andreas Anthony, Anthony Bavillier, and Joey Anderson. You have them all healthy on your lineup. This is easily, easily an 80-point team. Yeah, for sure. Especially with you have like the leadership aspect behind Nick Felino and Taylor Hall and Seth Jones. Like I don't, I really don't see that team not gracing eighty points.
1: Agreed. I, I don't. I don't disagree with that. Honestly, I don't. So I guess we're gonna be on Bedard watch, right? I guess yeah. we'll give you, you your updates about about that, and I mean Felino too. I, I don't know how long a finger takes to 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 recover. I, I I've never, not that I've never heard of it, but it's a very Particular, particular, and and rare occurrence for someone to like what fracture a fracture
0: finger? finger. The bright yeah. side is is that it's a fracture; it's not a break. So fractures will take usually. He'll probably be out about four to six weeks, same as Bedard. So, you know my my only thing, this is this is the only thing that I'm going to say on this. The the Bedard's injury is going to really test his character, really test him not only as a person but as a player. So now you, you had a nasty injury. How are you going to come back from it? And I hope and I fucking pray that he comes back hungry and pissed the fuck off. I really fucking hope that.
1: I, I guess the last thing that matters to be said is, is the obvious, right? It's four to six weeks that we're going to have both these guys out. So they're probably going to return around the same time. Um, I think it's very important to, for Chicago to continue what they're doing. and. More importantly, this is gonna be a turning point for them this season. It doesn't mean they're gonna turn and make the playoffs. It doesn't mean this is gonna be the spark that gets them there. But this is gonna be a turning point for Chicago for the rest of the season in two ways. One, are these guys gonna come back, like you said, and be hungry to contribute? I think Bedard will, I think Felino will. And two, I think this is an opportunity for some of these guys that just got in the lineup or some of these guys that have been in the lineup that have not been showing up defense um your soda bloom which I think he played a great game against New Jersey.
0: Oh dude, he played he played am- he played as well as he could. He I played agree. way better than he did those last nine starts.
1: So from your back end to your forwards to everyone on the team, I think it's a chance for them to say look um our best players are gone but we're going to put our best foot forward and do everything we can to be competitive and win games. I think that this might be a spark to get everybody moving. And I think that this could be, like I said, a good turning point in the season for your team to kind of get things together and then for your two best guys to make a return later and hopefully like come back really strong. And like I said, there's about half a season left. So I think you have enough time to, to, to make a push and, and at least make a statement, right?
0: Yeah. Don't, don't, don't lay down and die. Is the only thing I can say.